Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, Tampa Bay Buccaneers team reporter Casey Phillips sat down with star wide receiver Chris Godwin. We jump into that audio and dissect some of the comments that were made. But first, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers used this past weekend to add depth and experience to their defensive line. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? I am David Harrison, one half of the normal hosting duo that you are used to here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. My co-host, James Yarko, has the night off. However, both of us can be found over at BucksNation.com, where we cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation. You can also find us on Twitter at DHarrison82, at JRCO underscore Bucks. Find the website at Bucks underscore Nation. And of course, follow the show at Locked On Bucks. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story today coming out of the weekend. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have officially signed defensive tackle Kyle Love to help bolster their defensive front. Now, early in the weekend, Greg Allman of The Athletic reported that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the 33-year-old Kyle Love in for a physical and for a COVID test in order to give him a shot at helping to add depth to that defensive front. The 33-year-old is a former teammate of Tom Brady's and Rob Gronkowski's from this Patriots days from 2010 to 2013 and was actually a part of the team that fell victim to Eli Manning and the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. After leaving New England, Love spent 2014 with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Kansas City Chiefs in that one season before joining the Carolina Panthers in 2015 where he remained through the 2019 season. Later in the weekend, there were pictures of Love at a Buccaneers practice which surfaced on the internet. However, the move cannot be officially confirmed until a little bit after 5 p.m. Eastern time when Amon once again tweeted that the Bucs had officially signed the former Patriots and Panthers defensive tackle per the league's daily transaction release. Amon also reported that there had been no corresponding move made, likely because the inclusion of Love brings the Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp roster to 80, including safety Justin Evans, who remains on the team's physically unable to perform list up to this point in training camp as the Buccaneers and all NFL teams do not have a requirement to go in-depth on their team injuries. We have not gotten many, if any, updates on the on the talented safety and whether or not the Buccaneers will be able to get him on the field in 2020. However, we do know that adding love to the defensive line makes him one of the elder statesmen in the group, joining in Dominican Sue as the only two defensive linemen in Tampa Bay over the age of 30. Meanwhile, Sue, Vitave, and William Golson are considered to be locks to make the 2020 Buccaneers roster. So Love will be joining the likes of rookie Khalil Davis out of Nebraska, along with guys like Jeremiah Ledbetter and Raheem Nunez Rochez and others, fighting for some of those coveted roster spots as they look for depth, talent, and rotational players along the defensive line. Of course, Love is just the latest veteran added to this Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster from the 2019 version to the 2020 version. That we see in place now, of course, the biggest one being quarterback Tom Brady, who came in to replace the young, the much younger Jameis Winston, followed by the acquisition of tight end Rob Gronkowski, who was coaxed out of retirement due to Brady's arrival to Tampa Bay. And then most recently, the addition of 31-year-old running back LaShawn McCoy to join a relatively young running back stable. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming out of the 2019 season had a very talented, yet very overall young roster coming into the 2020 season. It seems that head coach Bruce Arians and general manager Jason Light have put a priority on adding experience, depth, and leadership onto this roster heading into the 2020 season, especially given the unique circumstances of having a truncated training camp session and no preseason for the younger guys to learn a little bit through experience. 
I, for one, am a fan of all of these moves as I do feel like this young roster had a lot of talent on it. However, did need a little bit of a veteran injection of talent and experience to help lead that locker room and not only affect the team on the field, but also become a locker room mouthpiece for the coaches as these are guys who, again, going back to love LaShawn McCoy, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, have Super Bowl experience by way of Super Bowl championships. Love, granted, does not have the Super Bowl win, but he does have Super Bowl experience. And LaShawn McCoy, a guy who's been around the league for a very extended period of time, knows how to establish himself in a locker room among his teammates and should do great things, helping Ronald Jones as he looks to take a firm grasp on the number one job in the Buccaneers' backfield. While time will only tell just what kind of impact Love truly has on this 2020 NFL roster, we all expect star wide receiver Chris Godwin to have a very significant impact on the year to come, especially with the arrival of star quarterback Tom Brady. Recently, Casey Phillips, the Buccaneers team reporter, sat down with Godwin to talk about his past, present, and future shared on the team's social media feed. Coming up, we're going to dissect some of those comments and questions brought up in that conversation here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Okay, so Chris, I feel like you were a bit of an under-the-radar rookie to a degree. Then you got more attention for, you know, fantasy purposes. After that, a lot of fans were looking forward to that. And then now there is just this big, bright spotlight on you, the offense, the team. And I feel like you kind of went from this, like, you know, dimmable light bulb to it getting turned all the way up to, like, bat signal level at this point. So how has that felt for you? What have you enjoyed or maybe not enjoyed about the increased uh spotlight and attention on you guys yeah i mean it's um it's been real interesting just because like you said it's been kind of like this gradual uh i guess like ascendance and like now you know a lot of a lot more people are they know who chris godwin is um and for me i don't i don't think it necessarily like changes like how i approach things which is like why it doesn't really bother me too much i think i think some of the more annoying things is kind of when I guess little things that really wouldn't have been news in the past kind of become news, you know? Like like if Tom came here and, and switched numbers with a guy that nobody really knew about, then it's like, okay, that, like that's expected. But you know, now he comes and we switch numbers and now everybody's asking me about, you know, about the number change. I'm just like, it's, it's not that big of a deal, you know? So like there's, there's pros and cons with it, but I try to, I try to be CG through it all. Back here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, and that, of course, was Buccaneers team reporter Casey Phillips talking with star wide receiver Chris Godwin about kind of the differences between when Godwin came into the league as a rookie in 2017 to now coming into his fourth season here in the 2020 NFL season. And Casey talked about Chris being a little bit of an under underrated rookie. Uh, look, Godwin, a, a third-round draft pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, so many wide receivers taken ahead of him. Another guy that got drafted, obviously, later than his value would end up being was Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. Both of those guys making, you know, bringing tremendous value to the draft selection that was spent on them by their respective franchises. Uh, but listening to Godwin talk, you know, about, you know, appreciating the changes and, and of course, you know, enjoying all of the, the fruits of his labor and the success that he's had in the NFL and with the Buccaneers, but not letting it change the way that he does things. And I think that's huge. I think when you talk about Chris being able to, to replicate that success or even build on it and get even more successful as his career moves forward, it's going to be important that he still remains grounded in some of the things that got him to where he is today, things that got him through Penn State, made him a star at Penn State, got him to the NFL, and then, of course, got him to this point in his NFL career. So I think that mentality 
is something big. And then you hear him talk a little bit about some of the annoying parts of fame. And I'll tell you what, guys, I've always had this conversation with people uh, when they talk about, you know, people wanting to be famous and all this other stuff. And I've always said, I don't really want to be famous because I don't want to live a life where, you know, if you're going out to eat dinner, you can't, you can't really eat dinner in peace because somebody or anybody's going to come up and I want to say bother you, but you know, going to want to come up and talk to you, take your picture or take a picture with you, ask for an autograph, stuff like that. So, I mean, the good and the bad side of everything, Chris referencing the whole Jersey number situation during the off season, once the Buccaneers and Tom Brady became a serious item. And then of course it, it heated up tremendously right after the signing was announced on whether or not Chris Godwin was going to voluntarily give up the number 12 to Tom Brady. Of course, we all know Chris Godwin, uh, tied directly to that number 12. I mean, CG12, uh, as far as my research can turn up, he's been wearing that number since at least his high school days. Uh, his his fiance Mariah, goes by Miss Miss12 on Instagram and on social media. So, I mean, the number 12 is something that means a lot to uh, Chris Godwin and, and to those close to him. But like Chris, and, Chris said in there, you know, it's, it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day. And, and they said this shortly after the announcement came out that Tom Brady would be wearing the number 12. Chris talked about, you know, kind of paying homage to the greatness that Brady has had and their great success that Brady's had in the league and, and who he is and what he's been able to accomplish. But that the whole, you know, 12 season and, and all that stuff is more about the mentality. And again, that goes back to Godwin not changing the way that he approaches the game, his preparation. And obviously, I mean, at least so far, right, it's been working since he got drafted in 2017. Godwin has 2,700 yards on the button, 17 touchdowns, really not bad. Really exceptional, actually, if you consider the fact that Chris Godwin didn't have his first touchdown catch until the final week of his rookie season in 2017. Those of you who remember that, the game-winning score against the New Orleans Saints in week 17 of that year. And then he comes in 2018, and his production goes up. You know, he ends up with nearly 100 targets compared to 55 in his rookie season, 59 catches compared to 34. However, he's still playing behind, you know, Deshaun Jackson, obviously playing behind Mike Evans. And I remember, you know, of course, Dirk Cutter saying he's basically a starter and all that stuff, and they consider him a starter, all that stuff. And all that stuff is great. But at the end of the day, when you're on the field behind two other guys, you know, in the progression, when you're considered behind two other guys by your quarterback and by pretty much everybody else in the league, that's going to impact some of the production you can have. But still, 95 targets, 59 receptions, 842 yards, seven touchdowns in his sophomore campaign in 2018 really kind of showed what Chris Godwin could potentially do, put him on the map, as Casey said, becoming a really favorite uh, fantasy sleeper there in the 2018 season and, of course, entering 2019 a hot topic in fantasy circles and really just in NFL circles and what he might be able to do, a breakout candidate across the globe, really, of, of you know football-watching public anyway. And he didn't disappoint, despite only playing 14 games, missing two because of that hamstring injury, 121 targets, 86 catches, 1,333 yards, and nine touchdowns. Like Casey said, again, on pace to have over 1,500 yards if he would have, if he had been able to complete that, third, that one game and then play the other two. And you can almost guarantee he would have had uh, at least 10 touchdown catches. I predict probably would have had 12, which is kind of fitting. So interesting to hear what Chris Godwin had to say about coming from his rookie season 2017 to now. But they weren't done talking about the differences between being a young rookie in the NFL and now being a star player, as Casey also had another question along those lines. We talked a little bit about the external things that maybe have changed since you were a rookie and coming into this point in terms of the spotlight and attention and pressure and some of that. Internally, what does it feel like has changed for you? When you look back at rookie Chris Godwin to now, what are the things that have changed about you on the field, off the field, just the complete picture of who you are at this point? I really just think it's um, it, it's it's a comfort level. Um, I think from where I started off my rookie year to where I am now, it's 
it's a night and day difference. You know, I'm so much more comfortable just like from little things like navigating the building with being able to communicate with coaches in terms of things that I do and don't like, things that, that I understand and don't understand. Um, and just like kind of like how like I maneuver through like throughout those days. Um, I'm, I'm so much more confident in my ability. You know, like I feel like I belong in this league. You know, I've, I've shown that I can perform at a really high level. And now for me, it's going back out and proving that again, improving it again and again and again. And so, you know, I guess I'm excited about it. I think that if I was able to make this kind of growth in just three years, there's no telling what the next three years will look like. All right, guys. So Casey changing gears just a little bit, going from the external changes that have happened to Chris Godwin as far as fame and all that stuff is concerned to the internal changes now just as a human being. And and that kind of takes me back to when we had Chris on the show in between his rookie season and his sophomore season. And we and we asked him, you know, so what are some of the things that you've learned from, you know, from draft day to now that, you know, uh, you could pass on to some of these guys entering the league in 2018? And he talked about things like nutrition and taking care of yourself. And I mean, this is a guy that if, if you guys think back to when he was drafted, when he arrived to Tampa, a lot of people were ranting and raving about his maturity and how he already had a place to live uh, kind of before anybody really expected him to. And he, this is a guy who came in. Kind of, you know, with with his head on straight to be a little bit cliche, but that's really what it's all about. And he came in ready to work. And he credited Mariah with with basically being kind of that main catalyst to help him do this thing the right way. And I think she's continued to be kind of that rock and, and a very important influence on his life uh, to, to help him keep his professional goals in line with his personal life and make all those things kind of fall in line and, and synchronize a little bit. Uh, and then he talked about the comfort in the league, and I think that's important for anybody. I mean, anybody who started a new job, you know, it doesn't have to be in the NFL, whatever profession you're in. Think back to your first days at that new job. Think back to your first year at that new job, and then think about year three and how much more comfortable, how much how much different your approach was uh, to that job and to what you were doing on a day-to-day basis, the more comfortable you get. Now, you know, it kind of depends on your goals, right? And some of us can get a little bit sloppy. Some of us get a little bit lazy sometimes as the more comfortable we get into a situation. But for Chris, it's been important for him to focus on uh, proving that he belongs in the league, which I think every single person listening to this podcast at least would agree that he has is, he is most certainly proven that he belongs in the league. But having that mentality for Chris is important of, of going out there and wanting to prove it again and again, as he says, because, yeah, I mean, if if he keeps this work ethic up and he keeps this you know this personal dedication and, and professional dedication to what he's doing in the NFL, then he's absolutely right that you know given what he's been able to do in his first three seasons, there's no telling what will happen in the next three seasons. Of course, an un- unrestricted free agent uh, pending next year. Uh, Buccaneers fans are all going to be hoping that the next three years includes Chris Godwin being in a Buccaneers uniform. I predict that if he is and Tom Brady finally hangs it up or leaves Tampa, that he'll probably be doing it in the jersey number 12 again at some point. But yeah, looking from Chris, looking back at Chris Godwin as a rookie and then what he's been able to do in his three years and then looking forward to year number four, uh, it's, it's really impressive, really incredible, very happy for him. Uh, you know, could have happened to a nicer guy, dedicated, more dedicated guy and all that stuff. But something else that Casey and Chris talked about, of course, was the present time in the 2020 NFL season, the arrival of Tom Brady and what it means for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The idea of Brady coming in, how could that potentially affect your game individually and how is that chemistry coming that I know that there's never a good offseason to lose a whole bunch of reps and OTAs and all of that. But when you have a new quarterback that you're trying to build chemistry with, it's sort of the worst case scenario in that way. So how have you guys been able to already start that process and just where you think Brady could take your game and the chemistry you have with him. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, from the beginning, uh, just trying to figure out ways to to work through this pandemic in terms of 
I guess starting to build our chemistry. Uh, it, it was it was really challenging at the beginning because um, we couldn't really get together. But when we were able to start getting together and really start to get a feel for the types of things he's looking for, the types of things that we are looking for as receivers, we quickly realized that it's, it's probably not going to be like that challenging um, in terms of like how much time we'll need because he's such a smart guy. And, you know, we have so many smart players here that are talented. So, like, you know, it's going to be we feel like it's going to be a natural mesh. Um, and I, and for, as far as me personally, I think that, like, I think he can help me out a lot. You know, I think there's so much more football that I can learn that I'm excited to learn about. And just I'm, I'm going to use him as much as possible to to learn all those things. I'm trying to be a sponge with all this information, all this knowledge that he has. And um, just just try to take my game to the next level. You know, I feel like if I don't do that, I, it was a waste of whatever time he has here. All right, some good stuff there from Casey Phillips asking Chris Godwin about the arrival of quarterback Tom Brady, the challenges they've had in meshing together as a team, as a wide receiver and quarterback duo, uh, and, and of course as a group. And yeah, Chris did acknowledge, and I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that this season has been different. This offseason has been different. You know, usually these guys have had months and months to kind of get to know each other, work out a little bit, maybe hang out a little bit, go to dinner go to each other's houses, have barbecues, you know, what have you. Uh, but because of COVID, they haven't been able to do that. They did have some of those private workouts that, you know, were covered by, you know, aerial helicopter views and all that stuff. But even that's just kind of a chip of the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg in getting to know each other. Uh, but, you know, uh, encouraging for Godwin to come out and say that since they've been able to get together and work out and, and a little bit of exposure they have out to each other, that it's kind of coming naturally. And I think that, Again, that kind of leans on a little bit of Tom Brady's experience. Again, go back to your own profession. Once you get into it for a while, you know, the more people you talk to, the more people you deal with, you kind of learn the industry standard of knowledge and of language, right? And you kind of learn how to, you know, the first person you train on a piece of machinery, on equipment or in a task, you know, maybe it might be a little bit different. You're more kind of teaching it the way that you would want to learn it to somebody, but then you kind of learn that person's personality and it helps you kind of adjust the way you deliver deliver a message and and pass something on and then you deal with another personality and it kind of helps you adjust there and another and another and another well that's what tom brady's been doing for the last 20 years he's been dealing with personality after personality whether it be wes welker julian edelman rob gronkowski randy moss aaron hernandez you know what i mean tom brady has dealt with so many different personalities in his career that it's really not a surprise to hear that he's coming into this buccaneer situation and into this locker room onto this roster and that some of the difficulties they expected to have and some of the difficulties they had kind of went away a little bit quicker, maybe than most people expect. Uh, again, going back to our ultimate divisional crossover, you know, Aaron Freeman, and, and it still remains a very valid point that the Atlanta Falcons have kind of the most stability and most carryover from 2019 to 2020 and how much of a weapon that might be for them, especially early on in the season. As some of these new teams, you know, the New Orleans Saints with Emmanuel Sanders specifically, the Carolina Panthers have a lot of turnover. The Buccaneers don't have as much turnover as maybe the Panthers do, but at a, at a very significant position uh, by itself being the quarterback. So some of that stuff is going to be helped. Some of that curve learning curve is going to be uh, shortened by the fact that Brady knows how to communicate this game and what they're trying to do, what he sees and what he's hoping to see from his receivers with a lot of different personalities. And then, of course, Godwin himself talking about the arrival of Tom Brady and you know, this is something that Buccaneers fans have been concerned about since uh, Jameis Winston left and since it was evident that Brady was coming in is what about the future? Well, you look at a guy like Chris Godwin, you look at Mike Evans, you look at even O.J. Howard, you know, I mean, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski probably aren't going to be Buccaneers for very long. Uh, Bruce Arians even isn't going to be the head coach of the Buccaneers very much longer. So when you look at the future and, you know, is it going to be a rookie quarterback? Is it going to be another free agent quarterback? Is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? James has thrown out Aaron Rodgers' name here and there. 
listen, if it's another veteran quarterback and you're getting a veteran, you're getting a guy who knows the business, he's been in and around locker rooms. So there's the, again, that learning curve is going to be shrunk a little bit. It's mostly going to be about language. And as long as the languages can mesh, everything should be okay. If you're getting a young guy, well, that's where you lean on your veteran talents, where you lean on guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin come in there and not necessarily try to create a, a future Tom Brady and that now young quarterback, but just kind of go in there and when that young quarterback has a problem communicating or when that young quarterback maybe misses a read, you kind of come back here and say, hey, look, having you know dealt in my experience in this league, here's kind of how I know you should be looking at this thing. And that's, that's stuff that they're learning from their quarterback today. They can pass on to the quarterback of the future. doesn't cement a successful future by any means, of course. Uh, you could draft a Patrick Mahomes. You could draft a Mitchell Trubisky. And uh, in those two you know left and right limits, the veterans on your roster may – uh, may be able to or may not be able to impact them, you know, to varying degrees. But it's still uh, encouraging, at least, to to see that you know a guy like Chris, even though they're they're all focused on this season and what they can accomplish in twenty twenty, he's also looking at what Tom Brady can bring to his game for the future and what he can take away from Tom Brady for the future as well. But what does all this stuff really mean? What do all the lessons learned from Chris Godwin as a rookie, uh, both externally and internally, mean? What does the arrival of Tom Brady really mean for? a wide receiver like Chris Godwin and the Buccaneers in 2020. That is something that Casey asked the expectations heading into the 2020 NFL season. And that's something that we're going to dive into coming up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You were on pace for about 1,500 yards, you and Mike both, last season before getting hurt, which is an incredible achievement in and of itself. But now knowing that, what do you feel like your expectations are for yourself this year and this new look offense with some new pieces? Yeah, my uh, my expectations are always higher, regardless of what I did the previous year. I, I always expect myself to take a step, you know, forward because I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. And so, like you said, I was on pace for, you know, a really really good year last year, um, and was was disappointed that it was cut down. But like that just made me even more excited for this season because, you know, like even before we got Tom, I'm like, man, I'm going up a level. Like I'm I'm excited. Like I'm certain. You know, like that's how I really feel. And then we get Tom and then we get Grom. And I'm like, man, like we have all of these talented guys on our offense. And yes, there's only one ball to go around. But what it's going to end up doing is going to open up opportunities for the rest of us for, you know, so Mike won't get double teamed as much. You know, every time I won't be getting double teamed. And it's going to really make it challenging for defenses to really try to stop like any one guy for an entire game. All right, guys, kicking off the week here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. That, of course, was the voice of Buccaneers team reporter Casey Phillips talking to all-pro wide receiver Chris Godwin about the 2020 NFL season. We've been we've spent this entire episode talking about kind of the differences between Chris Godwin as a rookie and what he knows and how he feels, you know, three years later in the in the league entering his fourth season and then now having quarterback Tom Brady at the helm uh, delivering the passes to him. And now, you know, this is where they get really down to the nitty-gritty in the 2020 NFL season, really what it means and what does Chris Godwin expect. And as you heard him say there, you know, his expectations for himself are always high no matter what he did the previous year, no matter, now, no matter what he did in the previous stop. Uh, his, his next one is the one that he's focused on and he wants to do even better. And, and I think that's a great mentality for any professional to have, but especially an athlete because you're out there against people who are literally actively seeking to keep you from reaching your goals, keep you from doing better, keep you from doing well, really at all. So if you have that mentality, you know, that's that's something that's going to help him continue to be successful. I think that's something the fans of Chris, you know, they recognize that in him. They recognize, you know, again, you kind of go to some cliches. It, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. 
And you look at Chris Godwin, not the biggest receiver in the world, not the fastest, not the longest. You know, he doesn't have the, the biggest catch radius, but he goes out there in every single play. He gets his release. You know, he, he takes his release like it's the last time he's going to have when he runs his route uh, as crisp as he can. He tries to get that separation, and when the ball comes his way, he does everything in his power to make the play. And then once he has the ball, he looks. He always looks to turn up field uh, to make it, you know, an even bigger play than than it would be at the point of completion. And that's something about Chris that you know he even mentioned that you know whether it's Tom Brady, regardless whether it's Jameis Winston, you know he mentioned that even before Tom was was coming, that that was kind of his focus was taking it up another notch and producing a little bit more and and showing more about his abilities. But then now with the arrival of Tom of Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. You already have Mike Evans. I mean, Chris, obviously, O.J. Howard. I mean, Ronald Jones getting better in the passing game. LaShawn McCoy as a potential third uh, third down receiving threat. You know, Scotty Miller uh, had some some very, you know, had very good flashes in his rookie season despite dealing with all the injuries that he was that he was having to deal with. Justin Watson reportedly doing really well. Tyler Johnson, a lot of potential. Hopefully he can get healthy and get in there and practice uh, and get that get his NFL career on the road. But, I mean, guys, the sky, I think at the end of the day, everybody can agree the sky is the limit. For this offense, sky is the limit for Chris Godwin. However, this show does have a limit, and we have reached it. So hopefully, you guys appreciate all of the things that Casey and Chris went through. Listen, that wasn't even close to the entire interview. Uh, so I highly, highly recommend you check out that entire interview again. It was shared on social media on the Buccaneers Twitter feed. I'm sure it's on Buccaneers.com. Uh, if you can't find it, head over to BucksNation.com. I wrote a piece about something that Chris Godwin said about Tom Brady's arm strength. Maybe James and I will talk about it on tomorrow's episode. There are still some clips that I had pulled from that interview that I wasn't able to get to today due to our time constraints. So we'll see if uh, James wants to talk about that stuff. But in the meantime, I did write about it over at BucksNation.com. Of course, you can find that also on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. The interview is embedded in that post. So very simple for you to go over there and do that. In the meantime, guys, James should be back with me for our episode on Tuesday. You can find him on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks. Find me at DHarrison82. And of course, you can find the show at locked on bucks over there on twitter until we speak again guys if you're out and about please be safe be healthy be kind to each other thank you so much for joining me right here at locked on bucks